0: podcast i'm your co-host dylan stroll and i'm enjoying as always by my friend michael whifford hey so today we are back and re- after a little bit of a hiatus <laughs> yeah. but we are still talking about shadow and bone season two wrapping this thingy up here we're on season two episode seven which is titled meet you in the meadow meet you App title. in the meadow yeah sounds like a good title for this episode based on the stuff that happens yeah. in it but before we get into the episode recap here, just going to give out a quick reminder here. If you want to get at us on Instagram, we are at Fantasy Rewind Pod. On Twitter, we're at Fantasy Rewind. Or if you want to send us an email and talk to us that way too, that is FantasyRewindPod at gmail.com. All right. No more delays. It's been enough. Let's hop on in here, Mike. Let's dive into the rewind.
1: Fantasy Fantasy, Fantasy. <laughs> All right, Dylan, it's been a minute since we've talked about some of these episodes here, but I think it might be good to go through this episode and then talk about our thoughts on it. There was a lot that happened here in terms of action. Um, It sort of has continued. What I'm reflecting on is an interesting trend where we're seeing characters saved in the last moment. Mm, Yes. Um, But... uh, Meet You in the Mendo- Meadow, like I said, is an apt title because this one really revolves around Alina and Mal and the Darkling and back where they started,
0: well... Back where Alina and Mal started.
1: Yeah, and now encased in, in the fold. Yeah. As well. So, <laughs> in this episode, we see that the Merzoss is slowly starting to get to Kirigan. He's on borrowed time, and... Um, we have the, we'll say the good guys, the, the regular troops and the non Kyrigan sided um, Gr- uh, Grisha try to take the fight to Kyrigan in two ways. They're going to attack Kyrigan kind of head-on, try to get to him, and then Alina's going to go to the fold with Mal and try to take care of the fold that way in this episode too, every one of the other characters, all well, all the other major players, I should say, on the good side, if you will, the king's side, find out that Male is the Firebird. This was kind of an interesting sort of development. Male told everyone, and Alina was obviously very upset about mm-hmm. this, and what happened after was really cool. Everyone sort of banded together and had this moment of just like, oh, well, we could do this, we could do this, we could do this, and it was really great, and I thought that was cool because it it showed Alina that she didn't she didn't have to be the one with all the answers, right?
0: Like her fear, I almost feel I think <clears> about like them finding out that Mal was the Firebird would <coughs> result in them wanting to kill him and like meld him to her. Mm-hmm. It seemed to almost be the opposite, where everyone kind of flocked around her, flocked around Mal, and like we're talking about like how they could realistically do this without Mal having to die.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was a cool scene. I do have some nitpicks with this episode, but we'll get into that later on. Yeah. Uh, um, so Kerrigan kind of not predict, well, does kind of predict this basically. He has some of his Grisha, specifically his three chosen ones, if you will, Vatra, Nisho, and uh, Fr- Frusi, who is a fire, water, and wind Grisha, and they get amplified from his mother's Bagra's bones. Mm. And um, they're super powerful, which was pretty neat. to. See. It was cool to see their power difference kind of displayed here in this fight, right?
0: For sure. Um, the one thing I will say, and, like, just chiming in here when you're talking about the power boost there. Yeah. The power boost they seem to get from Bagra seemed to be so much more than what Alina got from the other amplifiers Anything, that she's got right yeah. yeah yeah i was like I what did is mo- going I... on here she has two amplifiers and she's not anywhere close mm-hmm. to as powerful as these three
1: yeah i did i'm glad you brought that up that was one of my nitpicks is that the their power boost seems to be like way out there yeah yeah um also too some of the fighting styles in this one where Cause I mean, we have this whole thing where um, obviously the king and his Grisha are going to get Kirigan, but they end up getting shot down by the Grisha and the Grisha are basically chasing him all the way back to back to their hideout, which is so funny to me. Mm. Um, they were just they were just running after them. And they just seemed like they weren't the Grisha weren't getting winded or anything, like they could have just kept running for like miles and miles and miles while I mean, all of them weren't, they were in a plane crash, right? But like, still, I was like, what?
0: It was the wind, Grisha, uh, pumping the air in their lungs.
1: I guess so, honestly. But uh, it was pretty cool when they got into the fight and um, we started to see like the first army versus...
0: First and second army. Yeah, the yeah. second army.
1: Man, though, right? There was some, there was some things to talk about with that. There are, there are. First and foremost, let's just get that. Yeah, into yeah it, Because I think it. that that was honestly the meat of this until totally towards the end here. But you have the first army who has guns and ammo. And the second army has, like, obviously their bulletproof clothing.
0: I think it's actually the opposite, isn't it?
1: No. The second army is...
0: Is the Grisha? The f- that's what I'm trying to remember, is if, if Grisha are first.
1: The second, sorry. The second army with their, the Grisha, I'll just say the Grisha. The Grisha with their uh, bulletproof clothing... Versus the first army who is guns and such, you know, and they're just like sitting behind these barricades shooting at them instead of like, you know, sort of sending people to go around and get them all the time. Like they could have just sat there and done that the entire time and they would have just kept picking them off because that's what worked.
0: But I mean, Mike, you've played Final Fantasy. You know how that whenever you fight somebody, you take turns hitting each other, right? Like you just mm-hmm. you don't run up and yeah, it really actually was like that. do that. I know. That's why I brought it up, and me think of that so much. I just was laughing at like that almost like turn-based. I shoot, now you shoot me structure yeah. that they had. It going was,
1: up. it was really like that. Now I do think that how the Grisha used their powers was really interesting, oh, yeah. creating that windshield and all that. And I was like, so this is cool because now we're finally seeing how Grisha can fight together. Yeah, right. And I think that is really unique. That's something we haven't seen before. Seeing
0: a lot more creativity.
1: Yeah, but why wasn't like the heart, I forget the heart renders name, but why wasn't she like just taking one of them out at a time instead of she pulled her axes out and just like, I'm going to stand here with my axes and looking cool. And like, yeah, you do look cool. But like, <laughs> what are you going to do?
0: I don't know <laughs> Throw if she your trying to hide the fact that she was a Grisha or like what? Because like you said, there was no reason for her not to be more involved where she could like yeah. one by one pick them off. But I don't know. Yeah.
1: Cause like you standing there with your axes and then going to run at them. And the King's just like, no, don't like, mm. what were you going to do? One V eight, 18, 20 of them. Come on now. And that was just like dumb to me. Um, that whole <laughs> bit, but yeah, I, I mean, I thought what, how the Grisha fought was really cool when the first army finally got in there and started fighting them hand to hand. I thought that was neat that it was, it did seem like it was very it was more even. even. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And so it took away the superpoweredness. But at the same time, those Grisha didn't even have to move forward. They no. could have just sat there and kept blowing the crap up out of all their stuff. Yeah. So that didn't make sense to me either. Why do you want to get close? You're not like, yes, you're good hand-to-hand fighters, but like your strength is literally distance fighting. You would have been better off sending a little unit down there just to hold that and then getting up top and just obliterating everyone. I know, plot everything else, yada yada.
0: Plot offers a great but, defense, Mike.
1: <laughs> uh, it is the only defense. So, uh, but anyway, Kirigan, during all this, decides to basically take the Fold and move it. Uh, and this brings in the <laughs> a whole, whole lot of, of trouble goodies. for the First Army. And he sends his um, his Merzost after Alina. Which was really interesting. This is the first time that we see, like, them not hanging out with.
0: Right, because usually it's been like attached to him or like in the same Mm -hmm. area that he's in kind of protecting him in a way but like you said, it kind of went off on like its own little scouting mission after Alina in this episode.
1: Yeah. We didn't talk about this before all the fighting. Nikolai speaks to Mal and um, this was so stupid. Alexis was like, did he just like promise Alina to him? (laughs) I was like, yeah. I was like, it's kind of not great (laughs) but basically mal and nikolai make a deal that nikolai will take care of alina and he needs to deserve her so basically mal is just like i'm gonna die so i want her to be with someone who deserves her mal's like i got
0: my night with her you can have for the rest that's fine with me and that was so cringy because like you said like mal has been head over heels in love with alina this entire time and he finally gets to be with her And then he's so set that he's going to die that he doesn't even care about Herb, doesn't care about that anymore. He's like just kind of passing her off to to this this king guy that obviously, you know, has some level of attraction to Alina as well.
1: Now, I do think this is important to bring up, too, is David's role in all this. Yes. Yeah. And because this is another thing that's also to me cringy and stupid
0: yeah yeah this is what i want to talk about okay
1: okay so the plan for mal is that david is going to cut off his finger and um put it into uh alina so that she can access his power without having to kill him because they're gonna have a heart render slow his heart so it's like he's dead but not dead yada yada right um and david goes to cut it off and he can't because that's when the shadow monster uh steps up and uh, during this chaos, David, oh my gosh. So David and the crew are going to cut off the finger and <laughs> they get attacked by one of the shadow monsters. David puts Jenya into a service elevator and sends her away instead of just going in with her.
0: Of course, man. You got to sacrifice yourself.
1: Titanic moment. Like what? Why do we keep doing this?
0: That door can't handle too.
1: <laughs> yeah. So dumb. So dumb. Uh, I'm just like, okay, so Mel and Alina can't be together. And now apparently David and Genya can't be together. Whatever. Come on. Can we just have a different trope here? Um, See, so anyway. when this
0: happens, right, and David has to yeah. go up against the shadow monster, I'm like, all right, so he's going to die. You know, that's sad for Genya, but I get it. David's not like a major character, really. But I was like, they're doing mm-hmm. this so that they can put our six-shooter friend in the role of the Durist to fuse Mal with Alina. But we'll get to that.
1: Yeah. Now, Anes does, um, as Alina is about to get dragged off by the shadow monster, Inez shows up with the blade and uh, takes out the shadow monster. And um, then her, Nina, Alina, and Mal head into the fold to stop Kirigan. We start to see the Firebird power manifest. It's actually pretty cool looking. And then who walks up and who shows up? None other than Kerrigan. Our
0: favorite shadow caster.
1: Our... F- yeah. Or are The line. only Shadowcaster yeah. yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he he interjects. He starts spouting his villain monologue. Yada yada. It's like whatever. He knocks down mail and wounds him. Uh... <laughs> And But Alina does manage to hit him with, like, her own version of the cut, which was really cool. And it obliterated his version. So that was pretty cool to see, like, oh, wow, she's actually powered up now.
0: Right. Because so you see the light overtaking the darkness there and kind of is symbolic as well of, you know, good triumphing over evil. And so I just thought that was, like, a very interesting scene there where you see Alina finally overpowering the darkness of Kirigan.
1: Yeah. What's interesting here, too, is the fact that um, we we finally see Alina like sort of take back that mantle. Right. Uh, And then realizing that male is dead um, or dying, I should say, he's injured and it does look like he's dying. And I'm just sitting there like she's going to have to kill him. Right. There's no other way out of this. Right. Right. Uh, So that'll be interesting to see. It's setting up nicely for the finale and what is she going to do? Now, I do also want to point out here during this part that Nina got pulled into the darkness by what we can assume is one of the shadow creatures and Inej is M.I.A. Yeah. Uh, So it seems like it's just Alina, Mal, and uh, the Darkling right now there. Now, Anything else you want to say about that scene? And
0: No, not really. Because you're seeing like the showdown between the three big players in the show. Because as much as we want to talk about some of the other characters that we might like and everything, it's all about, and it's always been about, Alina. The Love Triangle. Yeah, the Love Triangle. It's been about Alina, Mal, and the Darkling. And so those so three are the only... <laughs> love Quadrilateral. <laughs> those are the only three together in the fold when the episode ends here so i think it's yeah. gonna pick back up and we're gonna be at that that pinnacle reaching the climax of the show where we get to see what happens with uh with this firebird who is bleeding out with the darkling who's been injured and then with alina who's yeah. gonna have some difficult choices to make
1: i'm gonna be really interested to see what happens with that firebird power there so the other fight that we didn't quite wrap up is the fight for the king's head, mm. which is Kerrigan's Grisha. They're tearing through the first army, but the first army has been giving him, you know, giving him some licks back. I was really surprised in this episode that it was actually as bloody as it was. Oh, yeah. Now, it wasn't like over the top bloody or anything, but I was like, I looked to Alexis and I was like, this is actually probably the bloodiest the show's been.
0: Yeah, the um, to that me, I can remember. this episode was like, washing away any young adult feels you might have had for the show with, with how violent yeah, and how bloody it was it was quite gory for a tv show that i was expecting mm-hmm. to not be this way um it's not on hbo it's not game of thrones it's you know but it it yeah. did its darndest to try and do what they could do on netflix yeah
1: now it definitely didn't go quite as far as no that? like you no. could know. It it sort of it did sort of steer away from that, but yeah, it's very getting. It was getting there. It was getting close. Still
0: safe for your family to watch, but still yeah. was like noticeably definitely. more violent.
1: Oh yeah, definitely, and uh, I think that kind of helped it. So basically, the Grisha, Kerrigan's Grisha get torn down, so it's just the three chosen ones left, and um, they have a definite vendetta against the First Army. One of them was tortured to the point where he couldn't talk anymore, and it was, I don't know, like they were trying to give him some motivations, which Watergirl, we never got any motivations for crazy. her and her loyalty to Kerrigan, except it seems like her family might have sold her to him. I don't know. But anyway, it, it was kind of weird. I wish we had gotten a little bit more for her before her time ended. But yeah, those three uh, all ended up getting pretty terrible deaths after killing a lot of people and a lot of very
0: innovative ways. ways yes
1: yeah the raining of the ice that like down cool. yeah that was really cool i was like why didn't you just lead with that
0: right <laughs> why do you save for that that's your opening volley like you know how they have yeah. archers you have icicles that you can just like shoot at your win. so like why why not just fire it away
1: <laughs> yeah and you could have just taken out pretty much everyone the first go mm. but wait until the very end and then you kill um uh, the king's friend, and he gives a speech about how, I did it for the country, you're gonna be such a great king, we love you and, Ravka forever Ravka, I I got it tattooed on my ass Uh, but anyway like, I I really I did like his character, and I realized like okay, he's dying for emotional effect, but I didn't really feel feel much of anything unfortunately for him, I was just like man, I wish he didn't have to die, just to get a, like an emotional moment uh, but yeah, he died. And just when they're, when you think the king is going to die and it's all over. Oh no, who, what, who shows up?
0: Caw-caw, caw-caw.
1: The crows, yeah.
0: <laughs> the, crow the crows ball. show
1: up. <laughs> and they do some cool stuff. I mean, yeah, honestly, like, it's like they're a whole different team. You know, they take the lightning that was summoned and ground it through, uh, the
0: cane yeah
1: yeah the bullet action and just like take oh my gosh jasper taking the buttons off and just like shooting those right like that was so cool <laughs> mm-hmm. so cool
0: but jasper is really cool. i I'm thought glad they gave him like a moment to like shine in the action there
1: yeah and i think he's going to continue to get that because i think that the last episode there with the other duras was like a turning point for mm-hmm. him realizing like oh i can i need to embrace myself
0: i can be more yeah
1: so that was very cool um to see as well. And they pretty much execute the 3, well, now it, I think it's just 2 at this point, but the two chosen ones of wind and water <laughs> and yeah, there. The king gets the final shot and the water bear's
0: head. So, looking back at this episode here, I'm like, what are your like overall thoughts on it? Like how did you feel about it? Did you enjoy it? Like what did you think about it as a whole?
1: The action was good. Um I thought Again, that a lot of the setup for the action and some of the tropes they went into it with. I just was like, well, okay. We're, we're kind of overplaying some of this a lot. Like the whole sacrifice myself for you. And the, look, that happened three times in this episode, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, okay, we get it. People sacrifice themselves for each other. Oh my gosh, we're over it. Um, you know, because at a certain point, it's just like, I don't have any emotion left because I just feel like it's just going to keep happening and happening.
0: Mm.
1: And it's just almost predictable. So instead of doing that, maybe we could find something else to kind of run into, but I thought the action sequences were really good. I loved that the crows came back in just the nick of time, just, you know how they've been doing, um, which is another thing I wish they would maybe just dial not back lean a little bit. so heavily. Yeah. Just dial back just a touch. I mean, I know again, you're doing it for dramatic effect, but, Maybe just have it so like the characters who are there have to figure out a way instead of having to rely on someone coming in at the last moment and save that for when it's like there would be no other way, which would be kind of almost a Grisha fight. Except it would have been cool to see the king actually do something and like.
0: Yeah, if the king had more of a moment to, t- to shine there, if Nikolai stepped out from behind the barricade and was able to kind of take on the final Grisha, almost mm-hmm. like a 1v1 battle there, that would have been a little more interesting. Then just going up and, and had delivering like the some kind of,
1: Yeah, some invention he had invented that, you know, did something. Right, because like, he's an inventor. That would have been like, really neat. Yeah,
0: he should have, like, a like his own secret weapons, almost, that he could kind of, like, unleash mm. on the Grisha.
1: Yeah, because he didn't really do anything in this episode except for run. Mm. And get helped. Yeah. And, I mean, that's okay. That is okay. But I'm just saying we could have done, they could have done something else with that. So, well, what about you, Dylan? What were your overall thoughts on this?
0: I mean, overall, you kind of hit the nail on the head for me. Like, I really enjoyed the action in this episode. I thought that it went to surprising lengths and that it kept me engaged. Because of that, like, I thought the all the fighting scenes were done really well. Some of the creativity with the Grisha powers. I've been like, where has this been all series? Yeah, And, but there were a couple of times where I just was like, okay, again, like when David sacrificed himself and then the other guy sacrificed himself, like you said there, but just in general, I thought that this episode was a stronger episode for the action that was delivered, the actual like plot of how it happened and everything like that, that left a little bit more to be desired, but as far as being able to sit back and enjoy a television show. This definitely had me being able to do that. Scratch that itch, yeah. Yeah, scratch that little action itch.
1: Yeah. But I'm excited for the finale and seeing how the rest of the season ends. I know there's been conversations of it not getting renewed for a third season. So we'll be interested to see how that
0: goes. Yeah. I mean, I've already seen Can't the finale, but I don't want to spoil right. it for you. And I can, uh, I'll just tell you, like, I think it ends on a very interesting note. So I'll just leave it there. Okay. Um, But (laughs) we'll uh, get into that in the next episode here. But for now, this is going to be Two Nerds signing off. See ya. See ya.